Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We're going to build a train so big it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bringing down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. You can trust your car to the place with the star. To get you to the things you love or travel near and far With Texaco at your side, life can be lovely ride So trust your car to the Texaco star When you fill up with Texaco with Tecron, you get unbeatable mileage to help make your adventures bigger than ever Download the Texaco app to find a station near you Hello and welcome to another episode of Red Inca. I'm on my own. Well, I'm, I'm with my own, myself. I'm doing this podcast with me, is what I'm trying to say. A solo episode. Because um, I wanted to talk about why Harry Brook was not selected. Because I, I think the the obvious thing, and we will discuss that throughout the podcast, is the whole thing about Ben Stokes coming back and how that pushed Harry Brook out of the squad. But I actually think there's, there's a lot more interesting things here for instance, the way that England select their teams, um, but also this other major factor that I really wanted to talk about. But I think the first one is that England has player roles. And for instance, we know that they want Butler to come in around the 30th over, maybe 35th over. They want to start attacking those last five overs or so when the field is still up slightly or there's an extra fielder in the circle um, and then completely go nuts from that point. And that would be a really good role for Harry Brook. But at the moment, there's no reason to have a backup in the squad for that player because they already have Livingston, who is there for other reasons. You know, Livingston gives them flexibility with spin bowling, of course, in, in that sort of uh, in that sort of environment. And so, if something does happen to Butler and in the last minute, it would make sense for Livingston to come in. Also, then Livingston can help them out if they need a third spinner. I personally think he's spin bowling is quite weak but you could see why England would say well he could spin it in both different directions and if Mo and Ali is not particularly working or we just want to have someone to match with Mo and Ali Livingston makes a lot more sense so Brooke can't do any of that with all due respect to Harry Brooke's incredible bowling probably not going to get as many overs uh you know in that particular uh world cup from the uh, slow medium pace stylings that, that he has 
So that's the most obvious role that he would have been in the squad for as Butler's backup. But there is already a player there. So then you go to the rest of the team. And if you look at their batting, you know, England attack very hard at the top. That's not something that Brooke is going to do, at least at this stage in his career. And they have recommitted to Roy probably until the end of this World Cup, if we're being honest. And obviously Bairstow. Bairstow, again, does two different roles because um, he can wicket keep as well. And then England have this this machine, as I've been calling it, in the middle, which is really what changed their one-day cricket as much as, you know, that and the all-rounders, I think, are the things that change their one-day cricket the most, which is Root, Stokes, and Morgan, traditionally, batting in the middle of those um, uh, ODI games and scoring at a rounder on a ball, but with very high averages. So they don't go out and they score quicker than most other teams do. And some other teams have one player who can do this, or maybe one and a half or two if they're lucky. To have three the way that England has had is part of a huge part of their success. It means their openers can go harder, right? And it also means that because they're they're not just making 35 off at a run ball, they're make, they're averaging 45, 50, 60 sometimes in those middle overs, which means that they're still not out towards the end of the 40 over mark as well. So they can kick on when they're being set. So there's a lot of different advantages there. Then you have so, so that's pretty much Roy, Besto, Root, uh, M- Morgan, which is now David Mal- uh, David Milan, who's, let's be honest, done really, really well in ODI cricket in this role. In fact, if you look at his numbers, I think he's averaging well over 100 uh, with the bat in the middle overs of ODIs um, from a limited sample size, but he's done it enough now, and also striking it more than a runner ball. So he's doing his job. There's absolutely no problem with that. And obviously Stokes will come back as that number five that he was very good at as well. You then have one other specialist batter in the squad, which is Joss Butler, who will bat at number six or will come in around that 30-35 over mark. And then you have the two batting all-rounders, assuming we still believe that Moen Moen Ali is a batting all-rounder, but him and Liam Livingston are the other two batting all-rounders. This is where I think there's a key issue. There's only six specialist batters there. So if you had Brook in that squad, you are talking about then seven specialist batters. And there is a reason why they only have six specialist batters in that squad. And that is because they don't really rate their bowling all that much. So Liam Livingston won't bowl all that much. Moen Ali, I think the general thought when I've talked to people around the England camp is they would prefer he didn't have to bowl his 10 overs. Not that he can't, and certainly in India, they would hope that he would be able to do it in quite a few different um, situations, but they don't want to be in a situation where they have to do that. What they want is other bowling options available to them. And if you look, they've got one back, no, they've got one specialist spinner in the squad in Adol Rashid, and then they have three all-rounders in Sam Curran, Chris Wokes, and David Willey. All those guys can bowl in the power play. Curran's probably the best of those guys at the deaths, although he can be very, very hit, player of the tournament in the last World Cup, or very, very miss. But with those guys, they have some batting, um, and they have you know uh, the ability to, all three of them can certainly bowl with a new ball. Then you've got Mark Wood, who they want to play in that Liam um, Plunkett role, right, of just coming in and whacking the ball into the middle of the pitch. I would think that, in a perfect world, England would probably only pick one player in their squad to do that, and then they would have. Um, and then, if, if that player got injured, they would try and bring someone in at the last moment. Because it's Wood, I think that is why we see Atkinson also in the squad. 
But on top of that, we do have Atkinson and we have Reese Topley. And and I think there is a part of which they do think that Atkinson and Reese or Reese Topley will be able to help them a little bit more at the death if the all-rounders, uh, you know, if they do pick two or three of the all-rounders and they struggle a little bit, Wood's not always been good at the death either, right? Essentially, they have six specialist batters, two batting all-rounders, and then they have seven other bowling options. And I think, you know, the main reason for that is they just don't trust their bowling. They don't have Jofra Archer who can lock down both ends of the innings for them. You know, they don't, they can't believe that Mark Wood's going to be fit all the time. And so they do have extra bowling options. And again, Brooke might have been in the squad. At, you know, there might have been another team in this tournament where you didn't need so many bowling options available to you. And so for that sort of team, you know, Brooke would have been the one who would have just come in. Generally, t- teams do have extra seam bowlers um, in their in their backups. It's not it, – Seam bowlers get injured more. They get injured in the warm-ups quite often. You know, they don't get out of bed very well. You're more likely to have a seam bowler as your backup. But it does feel, looking at England, that they have a massive amount of bowlers in in that particular squad. When you think that there are probably, what would it be, seven bowling options plus whatever Root and Livingston uh, bring to that as well. There's a lot of different bowling um, available to them. I'm also not even sure what they would think at the moment is their best bowling lineup, right? And so all these things, Livingston being able to bowl a little bit, Stokes making a comeback and already having done that job better. Also the fact that Brooke hasn't played much list A cricket. He, I think he has less than 20 games to his name, if I remember the number correctly. Play, three of those have been um, uh, one-day internationals. There is a chance that as they go forward and they look at the way that he plays, that he might have a role in that sort of four and five area. And perhaps they'll play it differently rather than having someone like Morgan or Milan. um, They might have someone a little, you know, who's a bit more um, of a, maybe can average 40, but at a strike rate of 120, a sort of Glenn Maxwell number four, but in in one day cricket rather than T20 cricket. But they haven't prepared for this World Cup as well as they prepared for 2019. They're basically taking the exact same sort of plan in um, and they haven't tried as many players, well, I should say, they haven't got the same sort of role definition that they did have before. And so they're in a situation where they're going with what works for them. The bowling, I think, makes sense to have the extra bowler in the squad for them because they don't feel as comfortable. I think that if you were being completely honest, you don't need Willie, Atkinson and Topley uh, you could have two of those three rather than all three. But when you do go through the England squad specifically and the bowlers that they have, you can understand why they want backups for the new ball position or rounder position, why they want a backup for Wood, and also why they probably need someone who they can trust at the death. So that, I think, explains why he's not there. This is all subjective, right? And, you know, you could sit there and tell me that he's the next KP and he's going to be a transformative player. I don't think you can argue that he's good at one-day cricket yet because I don't think he knows he's good at one-day cricket yet. We also don't know what kind of player he's going to be anyway. But you can certainly make the suggestion that he would, him being in that squad, if they do need a little bit more firepower or they do want to you know, change up their, their style or, or they just even get a little bit flat or a little bit too predictable because teams now know a lot more about them as one-day cricket. I think Brooke does give them that sort of, uh, think about a young Inzamum Al-Haq in the 92 World Cup, sort of 
everyone knew what Pakistan was going to do. And then they had this other player who came in and didn't quite fit that. It's very possible you could be in a situation like that uh, with someone like Brooke. But they trust in their batting. And their batting is what they have built their success on. And they're basically saying, more or less, unless someone is actually unable to play, this is going to be our batting lineup and we trust it to win us another World Cup or at least put us in a position to be able to do that, right? But as I said, this is just normal selection stuff. And selecting teams is very, very hard. And the chance, the, the truth is, and I say this a lot when we talk about selection, and I got this from Nathan Lehman, who might have even been involved in this selection, this um, I think uh, you know decision by England here, is that the last player that you pick is usually the one who's going to have the least amount of impact. Now that is the case when you were talking about a Test eleven or a T twenty eleven or a One Day eleven. It's even more the case when you're talking about a squad member who was going to start outside the starting team. He wasn't going to be in this team. We know that because he wasn't picked in the squad. But we also know that because they brought Stokes back specifically to fill the role that he had been filling before. So there was no chance that Brooke was going to be in that squad. So it's not to say, sorry, in that team. So there's not. it's not to say that he wouldn't have had an impact because I don't think that's necessarily true. But it is to say that the difference between that and perhaps picking, let's say, well, any of the three of Willie, Atkinson, and Topley, is that they know they are going to have some issues with the bowling at one stage in this tournament, or at least they're assuming that's going to be their bigger problem. And so they are willing to gamble on fixing that rather than Brooke. And if Brooke wasn't going to be in the squ- in the actual starting 11 anyway, they were probably thinking that they just didn't need a backup like him. Livingston makes more sense. All the other batters, as I said, people like Milan and Stokes can probably pinch open. Butler maybe can pinch open as well. Root could probably pinch open as well, whereas Brooke probably has to bat at five or six. And the way that England play, it's probably going to be at number six. He just doesn't give them as much flexibility as even Livingston does with his with his little spinners. So that's a selection issue, and that's fine. And you can disagree with England um, if you want, but I don't think you can disagree with the fact that if he was going to be the 15th player in or out of the squad anyway, he probably wasn't going to get as many opportunities. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in store, no matter how you shop, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The truth is that that all those things I've said, Livingston's bowling, uh, Stokes being a great number five, and the, the the problem with England's bowling and not being as sure of themselves, especially without Joffre Archer available, or Ben Stokes being able to bowl some overs in the middle, is, is just one part of it. These things happen all the time. But the reason that Brooke is not in this World Cup squad is essentially because the ICC has decided over a long period of time to have teeny tiny 
World Cup squads. And it doesn't make as much sense, right? You're talking about in 1975, they had 14 players in a World Cup squad. Now, I think at that stage, it probably made a bit of sense. That would have been around about the average touring squad of, uh, of a test nation if they were playing, you know, three or four or five tests. It's not a lot of people, but it's how cricket rolled for a long period of time. And that 14-man squad actually lasted until 1999. That's the first tournament we see, the 15-man squad, right? And we are now (laughs) so many years, almost, you know, almost 50 years um, from 1975. And when they started, it was incredibly amateur. They played four games on the first day, for instance. It was a very, very weird um, tournament to begin with. And they didn't really know what they were doing. They went with the norms of that time. Well, the norms of this time would dictate it's now a billion-dollar event. And not only is it a billion-dollar event, but even test squads are now far bigger than that, right? Not to mention that A-teams sometimes tour, teams tour with net bowlers and all sorts of things. It's not even just the rich teams. It's just a thing that happens in cricket now. And so if you're still looking at 1975 or 1996, the 14-man squad, cricket is entirely different now there's so much more money it's so much more professional and to think that all we've done is added one extra player to the squad size i looked up football because i didn't know this off the top of my head obviously football has 23 people in their world cup squads and they have 11 players on the pitch and they have three substitutes so that's still nine extra players which gives you as much flexibility as you would need in a world cup squad to do so many different tactical things T20 cricket, of course. There are squads that are 15 people. There are squads that are 16, 17, 18, up until I think it's 24 or 25, uh, which is the IPL. Uh, I think 18 is a perfectly reasonable number to jump it from at the moment. I would say that would give you a lot more flexibility. You could certainly try a few more things. And one of the reasons I'm saying this, it's not that I particularly think Brooke would play. In fact, I'm not even sure if you had a squad of 18, Brooke would get used that much. Perhaps you would use him in a dead rubber game if your team was already doing quite well. Um, or perhaps if you, you know, you, you might have a situation where you want to rest Butler, but you don't necessarily want him, uh, you know, you still want to replace him with a similar kind of player. You might bring Brooke in. Or they could play terribly in Needbrook, but that's that's a separate one. They're, they're obviously not planning for that. But the point would be here is that if you had 18, you then become more of a tactical sport. And if you have 15 people in, you're really looking at injury replacements, right? You can make one or two small tactical changes to your team. And if you look at India, they've got what, five? Yeah, five spinners, um, essentially, or, or six if you want to count Bishnoi as well, but five five sort of frontline white ball spinners available to them. They're obviously going to go Akshar Patel and um, Ravi Jadeja because of the batting. I don't think they can really overlook that, but it gives them other issues. For instance, they don't want to then have another finger spinner in the squad. So Ashwin misses out, right? They also... Chahal spins the ball away from right-handers, the same that Jadeja and Akshar does. So now they're in a similar situation. They don't want three spinners who spin the ball all in one direction, so they've gone with Kuldeep. That's absolutely fine, and that might be how their final 11s break out. But there are going to be um, pitches where they might want Kuldeep and Chahal to play. There are going to be situations, there might be a bunch of left-handers where you want Ashwin to play. 
India's team can actually be improved by having players who are not even in the squad play for them. And isn't that what you want? <laughs> you want the cricket to be at its absolute best. And I don't want this to just sound like it's a England or India or you know perhaps Australia problem. Ireland came to the last T20 World Cup in Australia knowing that they would probably need more seam than spin. And so they only brought one spinner with them, which meant that Andy McBride, who'd obviously you know, transformed himself as a cricketer, didn't even get in the squad. Now, perhaps he doesn't play anyway, but they didn't have the opportunity to have someone like Andy McBride, right? They, that is the, the real issue here is that there is no lineup flexibility, even for one of the smaller test nations. And once you get to the higher level, that's kind of what you're looking at. And I, I look at it in, in the way of that, you see, we hear one of the justifications for having a smaller World Cup is that we have the best quality teams playing in it, right? We don't have the, the filler teams and, and all this sort of stuff. And yet we're going to have a World Cup where Ashwin, Chahal and Brooke probably don't play a game unless there's an injury or something, you know, changes at the last minute. Just because the squad size. There's no reason that these guys couldn't be going with their teams. If it was a test um, tour, they might be going. Uh, you know, if it was uh, a bilateral series, they might take extra players. It's purely based on the fact that we started with 14. At one stage, we moved to 15, and no one's actually changed that. And it's laziness. It's silly. And I don't really understand how it helps the World Cup be the best tournament that it can be. This episode is brought to you by Paycor. Paycor empowers leaders to build winning teams. With Paycor, leaders can recruit, onboard and train employees, set goals, and drive performance. If you're a leader, everyone depends on you. Who do leaders depend on? Paycor. Learn more at paycor.com slash leaders. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Um, there's no doubt that when you, you break it down, I think, you know, Ben Stokes played his part in, in Brooks non-selection as did the bowlers and, and also the batting just being so good, right? England don't feel they need as many backup options in the batting because they know more or less what they're going to get. But I can't help shake the feeling that Brook and you can throw Ashwin and Chahal in this as well, are basically squeezed out by a rule that seems to exist because no one's really asked the question about it as much as anything. And, and I do remember having a chat with someone from the ICC about this. And when I put it to him, there was this blankness of, oh, that's a fair point. And the truth is that I would say, I, I, I'd be shocked if I'm the first person to bring this up, um, you know, with the ICC or within the ICC before. And I would guess that there are the big reason or one of the big reasons that they have done this is that the ICC just don't want to play for fights and accommodation for three more people per team. And no one's asking the question, right? But as we get to one-day cricket being more matchup driven, as we get to you know the tactical side of cricket being more important than you know just having a backup wicketkeeper in your squad automatically and all those sorts of things, if this is supposed to be the best players in the world going up against the best players in the world, don't you, shouldn't you give yourself that flexibility in the squad? Shouldn't there be a deeper 
you do, you don't want your backup batter to be someone who can open or can bat at number seven, and that's why he's in the side. Despite the fact you might have a better backup opener and a better backup number seven at home, right? You want this to be the best of the best. You want the World Cup to rise up um, and be a huge, huge um, showcase of the best players in the world, and perhaps Ashwin Childbrook, whoever else. Um, I probably, you know, left out some other players. And the truth is, if you move the squad to my 18, players will still miss out. If you move it to 24, players will still miss out. These things will still happen. But we will have more availability of the top players in the world in any one tournament. And at the moment, I just don't see any reason other than saving a little bit on airfares and accommodation, which at a billion-dollar event makes no sense to me. Just put them in the squad. Put Enlarge the squad. Make more players out there. I don't think it's going to change anyone's enjoyment of a World Cup uh, in, in a major way, right? But I do think that the cricket will be slightly better. And I think that it is silly to just follow an old tradition that doesn't really need to be there anymore. T20 has already shown us the, the way forward. Test cricket has even showed us that, made, that bigger squads um, should be out there. It would give better narrative um, lines from, from everyone else. And maybe it doesn't... In, enhance the enjoyment of of you know overall fans that much but the cricket will be better and the narratives will be better and there'll be more players in the squad i just i think overall it would be a huge improvement to a tournament and there's the only argument against it is that we've always had smaller squad sizes in cricket and if that's the case well we always did and we don't anymore thanks for listening This podcast has an ad-free version via Patreon, where there are many other extras as well, including a Discord channel. There's a link to those in the show notes. Please review, subscribe, and tell all your friends about our show. Word of mouth is the best way of making our podcast grow. If we had a guest on, chances are their socials are in the show notes. Please support everyone who comes on this show. I am Jared Kimber, and this is my network. But we also have hosts and co-hosts like Barat Sundaresan and Bayram Kazi. This network is overseen by Nick McCorriston. Each episode is produced by Ishit Kuberka at Sound Potion Studio. The team from 42 help us out with the video side. Orijoti Sainapayan and Maida Akam, both producing podcasts, while Mukunda Bandredi is the head of our YouTube content. Podcast Network.